Vincent the Dude. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon from the heart of Freight Alley. What's on your mind today? It was significantly nicer this morning, by the way. It was. I, when I was walking my yes. dog. Yes. We've had some clouds go through. I got something for you. Netflix, right? Yeah. They are retroactively editing Stranger Things to remove some plot holes. Do you think this is uh, the beginning of a dangerous new trend? It is. I don't like refusionists. Like retconning series and just yeah, changing things no. going backwards? Mm-mm. I don't know. Well, the thing I don't like about it is it makes digital media like... Less valuable. Now, physical, like, physical media, I don't want it because it's a pain in the ass to, like, have around and, like, yeah. store movies. But if they're yeah. just going to, like, start removing scenes and stuff going yeah. to Lucas. Yeah, like, that's not how that movie went. No. What's that? Deep yeah, ass. yeah, I don't like it. I don't want like a it. random ass fact before I we get into this? I love random ass facts. Marco's Pizza is the most Googled coupon in Tennessee over the last five years. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> states search for coupons the most are? I do not. Tell me. Tennessee, New Jersey, Maryland, Alabama, and Texas. I don't know what that means about wow. anything, but uh, there's a random fact you can bring up with the water cooler. Wow. What are they searching for in New Jersey? What are they searching for in New yeah, Jersey? Yeah. Just deals. I, always yeah, just I, I actually deal? just saw a house on Zillow gone, gone wild. Um, it was like a $4 million house in Staten Island. And, is there a coupon for that? Uh, I wish there was. <laughs> well, maybe in this market there is. If you looked at some of the it houses. Could be sites, now, it right? Could be. There could be. The house is very Staten Island, is all I got to say. Well, we're going to get into a lot today. We're going to talk about Nikola. Have they turned it around? We've given them a lot of hate on this show, but we're also seeing a lot of their trucks get delivered at different ports, different companies. So mm-hmm. we're going to have Alan Adler right. on in a little bit. He'll tell us what's going on with that company and can they make it through some of the challenges they're having right now with their stock and Trevor Milton and that whole split. So there's a lot of drama. He might even tell us about a too simple crash. So we'll get to hear about that one Ooh, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Slink IOU money debacle. Get into that one. Latest on AB5, freight flow shifting to east, and much more. But uh, before we get into it all, let's tip the band. Did you know that AIT Worldwide Logistics is one of the fastest-growing freight forwarders out there? They sure are. They grew by 400% over the past five years, earning a spot on Crane Chicago Business Fast 50 list. But how do they do it? By earning their customers' trust with cost-effective, customized global supply chain solutions. Find out how your business can benefit when you visit. Tell them, dude. Hey, go to AITWorldwide.com immediately after this show. And it's editorial director at Freightways, Rachel Premack. And she's not on a phonographic today. She's come out of hiding. Again, two weeks in a row. This is a nice trend. Good to see you, Rachel. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be, you know, coming in at full HD, nothing... No, no weird bunkers anymore. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. very good. So, what's your plant's name? Um, no name. No name. The wow, name is. No name. This is actually the, my longest lasting plant. So, we recently transferred it to a larger pot. Um, so no name. I don't really name things. I've yeah. never named a car. Okay, I'll name um, it for you. Your plant is now named Chris Kirchner. Chris Kirchner, uh, <laughs> ousted CEO or suspended CEO over at Slink IO. This is a wild story. I have friends who work over there and they've been DMing me about this. So yeah. um, I, I know some of the inside stuff we couldn't even put out there about this because they wanted their own anonymity uh, protected and all that. But mm-hmm. it's been a disaster over there, right? Like two two months now, over two months now without pay. And they just I suspended uh, him. Also, I got to ask you, Rachel, how much does this MF or like golf? Look at this clip right here. So why golf? 
our relationships with our customers are very intimate. It enables us to, to create situations where we can spend that time with our customers. I've learned a lot in terms of the teams around these golfers. There's a lot that goes into the preparation for each round of golf. Slinks in the logistics industry, they help smoothen out the process for their clients. That's exactly what my team does for me. I'm Justin Rose and I'm proud to be a part of Team Slink. I'm Mark Leishman and I'm proud to be part of Team Slink. My name is Victor Hovland and I'm proud to be a part of Team Slink. I'm Jennifer Kupcho and I'm proud to be a part of Team Slink. I'm Ben Wiesberger and I'm proud to be part of Team Slink. I'm Alban Valenzuela and I'm proud to be part of Team Slink. I'm Eric Van Royen, a proud member of Team Slink. Okay, so they smoothen, smoothen uh, out the I'm process. sure these golf pros got paid to read those cue cards, but their employees are not getting paid. Rachel, what is going on with this company? Yeah, so it's kind of one of, yeah, another one of those typical startup meltdown stories where you have a founder who appears to be living large, you know, spending lots, going on private jets, uh, you know, apparently trying to buy various football or soccer teams, as we would call them in the U.S., uh, but in the meantime, you know, employees say they haven't been paid in weeks or even months. So it, it seems like uh, this startup's been very well funded and very well capitalized, but they have struggled to, uh, you know, attract funding in recent uh, in the past few months or recent years. Um, and it's it's unclear where Mr. Kirchner is finding the cash to, you know, have these sort of extravagant, this sort of extravagant lifestyle, but what we're seeing is a startup that's, you know, struggled to uh, find funding in, you know, in recent times and a CEO, a founder that is still living as if he is, you know, running a very successful startup. Employees say that he could be, employees say that the company could be footing the bill for his extravagant lifestyle. It's not clear yet. We'll see, uh, you know, once these lawsuits kind of uh, go through what exactly is happening. But it's definitely a very... It's a definitely a disastrous situation, and I definitely feel bad for the people who currently work there because it seems incredibly stressful. It's it's really a strange thing when I follow this this story that is going on and reading you know reading through the article it it it, it almost confuses me more how this thing happened right how does yeah. he be the only one who can access the 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 cash that's there and the CFO can't even get in there and when they complain they're suspended or or fired right yeah, they have <laughs> I a board I mean the board just suspended him even maybe it's a shadow board though yeah right I, I don't understand how that happens. I've also been curious, like, what's going on with the board? I mean, you have um, Bloomberg, not not Michael Bloomberg, but B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G Bloomberg as an investor. You have Goldman Sachs as an investor. So it's a, it's a company with a lot of institutional backing, but it's unclear. I'm, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about, I guess, what took the board so long to finally say, like, all right, you're out of here because um, he was only suspended as of, last friday yeah um and, yeah. We've been, and we've known about these pay issues for i think about a month is, is, has to two months ago i mean the the athletic originally put this out because of their association yeah. with um with uh the dallas stars, dallas stars right he hadn't paid dallas for stars. sponsorship he was putting slink logos on zambonis and uh, i guess he didn't pay them he owes them i think he owed them over eight hundred thousand dollars right i know that he owes over three million dollars in payroll to his employees uh the article says they got funding for it but um before we move on from this topic, do you think this is a, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, an F company? Or are they, is there any coming back from this? 
employees seem pretty confident in, you know, in the reporting that I've read uh, from Freight Waves and from other outlets, especially Forbes and Business Insider, the employees do seem confident that they can turn the company around. But I would say this is definitely a cultural issue, you know, within the within the company's culture. I think it would be very challenging for sure, but the the employees seem confident that they could, you know, turn this around and um, that Slink could still be a going concern. Wow. Yeah, I heard somewhere like they said they're still capitalized and they have their options. I mean, I don't know how much those are. Yeah, I don't know how much they would be worth either. But but you uh, know, at the same time, if they're not like, hey, you could just go out and get like another job, work another job until they fire you. Turn your Slack notifications off. Just keep doing it until they they make it official. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are they servicing companies though? It's like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe they weren't to begin with. That's why they're out of money. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What is yeah. the uh, what is the I shift think, in? I, I think most of. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all. What, what you get a point? Just what, what was it? I was just going to say. I, I my sense is that you know the the Slink employees who have talked about this publicly. People are responding like, you know, I'm sorry this is happening to you. It's definitely, I, I agree that they could, that Slink employees, if they did want to leave, could pretty easily find other work. But that was just my last little I would think so. And for their sake, I, I hope that they that they do. Well, yeah, yeah, I hope it works yeah. out best for them, whichever way it does. Hey, Michael Vince, another big theme has been the, and, and Rachel, another big theme, and show yeah. this chart up here, has oh, been the shift of from freight from West Coast to East Coast ports. What does that mean for drivers? Oh, Vincent, we'll start with you. What are we looking at here on your chart? So what we're looking at at this chart here is Donnie Gilbert, uh, market expert here at Freight Waves, was putting this together this morning. We were talking. This chart here, you could just take out Savannah and put in Los An- or LAX, uh, Los Angeles, and then the red line make that uh, the Inland Empire, Ontario, as far as you know, imports then affecting the inland moves. Okay. But this is not. This is Savannah in the blue, and then the red is Atlanta. And what we're seeing is that port is driving in kind of a bellwether to the southeast now because the amount of uh, the amount of uh, freight that's coming in there, it's kind of this, this kind of shift there of all this freight that's coming through there and the inland ports mm. that, are, that are there in, in, uh, in Atlanta as well, right? It moves out of Savannah right into an inland port and then drives the east. Rachel, what do you see happening with this shift? Yeah, so it's interesting because it's, my understanding is that, you know, these East Coast ports have been getting bigger and bigger amid, especially amid, um, you know, this growth in e-commerce. More shippers want to have their goods already positioned in the East Coast so they can just directly move that to inland warehouses in, say, Ohio or Pennsylvania or Atlanta. They want to be already positioned on the East Coast because that's where the population center is. Um, so that definitely makes sense as a shift, especially, you know, given some of the backups and delays that we've seen at the, um, LA Long Beach, uh, ports for these, for this past year, two years or so. Um, so the shift, the shift makes sense for sure. It is interesting because I feel like we hear a lot about port drivers in LA Long Beach, but we never really talk about port drivers in, Savannah or Atlanta um, and those sort of, or sorry, Savannah or Charleston or those sort of, you know, southeastern ports. So it would be interesting to kind of dig in a little bit more to learn about, you know, the working conditions there and how they're experiencing, uh, you know, this glut of imports. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely an interesting shift and it makes sense to kind of, you know, move volumes so we're not just all crowded um, in Southern California instead, you know, 
shift volumes to other ports in the U.S. Yeah, I, mean, I remember when I used to sell freight, it was very hard to convince shippers to change their routing and their, and their networking. Mm. And I think one thing you're going to see here is, yeah, there's definitely going to be congestion on the East Coast from all this, this freight moving there. And it's already kind of a mess over there to begin with yeah. right now on the East Coast. But I think what you might see is the behavior of shippers change a little bit where they get better at diversifying their freight across ports. I don't know if that's a 2022 solution. That might be more 2023 because things are... Uh, all right, Master Rachel, I got to ask you something. You like drama. What freight company would you like to see Netflix make a true crime documentary about? Okay, I am interested to learn more about Slink. That will probably take a few years, but I think Slink is definitely a candidate for that. One interesting part of this whole um, Chris Kirchner thing is that he, like, five years ago or so, he was selling TVs at Home Depot, or not Home Depot, at Best Buy, I believe. I don't think Home Depot sells televisions. But, yeah, he was, like, a normal guy and then suddenly he became this like high-flying executive and now you know who knows what will happen next but i would definitely i think that would be an interesting sort of tracking that um tracking that whole story and we've seen with the WeWork documentary and a few other um a few other uh business documentaries that people really love to learn about startups that you know kind of blow up um of course i am now a WeWork member i go to WeWork multiple times a week so maybe it's you know, up to, I, up I to like you whether you know, we weren't blown up truly, but no, I like the character uh, yeah, arc you could do like there because you can have him go from being like that low, like it's, it almost starts like an American dream story, right? Yeah. He gets like, yeah, he starts yeah. this big freight tech company out of Best Buy and he's making this, but then he turns into Walter White by the end. And then like in the final episode, mm-hmm. you see him checking people out at the register at Best Buy. Or greeting people Netflix, at Walmart. Exactly. Or greeting people at Walmart. Yeah, now he's gone to Walmart. Now. <laughs> he's a greeter hey, at Walmart. Spin that wheel for Rachel. <laughs> oh yeah. What do we got for her? Ooh, there we go. If any oh, Netflix hey, executives hey, hey. are watching, let us know. We've got a great picture right here. <laughs> oh, okay, so in the vein of, of what you talked about earlier with Netflix, okay. Rachel, if you could retroactively edit a TV show, what would you add or remove? Okay, so this isn't retroactive editing. Because I agree with, Junior, uh, what you were saying, that this just like shouldn't be done. You shouldn't retroactively edit, like, a TV show, a narrative, no. a work of art, whatever. But I have two two points, um, and they're both kind of the same the same sort of driving factor. So a fun, an unknown, rarely known fact about me is that I actually was a huge Family Guy fan from the ages of thirteen to eighteen, and I don't understand why the show is still running. I think they should just end it, mm. and they should like just somehow delete seasons twelve and forward like i okay. don't know how the show is still going on just get rid of all those seasons so she just wants to yeah. end family guy well if they were gonna go that extreme like stranger things should just delete i think it was like episode seven or episode eight of season two which was just terrible it didn't tie into anything everyone yeah. hates that episode there's a couple seasons of lost that did the same thing where it's just, they just like need to remove they it yeah it ruins everything yeah. <laughs> well hey rachel thank you for all your insights today go subscribe to our newsletter modes go to freightwaves.com and uh go follow her on twitter rrpre Take it easy, Rachel. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. You know, I love that question because every Christmas season, I tell my wife, "What they should have let Joe Pesci just ad lib the whole break-in scene at Home Alone. It would have been so much more funny if he just let him roll." Are you sure he didn't? He didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, elsewhere, what do we have going on here? What is this person doing? Driving through a flood. Don't drive through a flood. That's water. That's they're like underwater. Are you sure, that's water. That looks like a panther. Where, where, where? They just get, they're they're going to go for it. Though. 
they're underwater, but they have the windshield wipers on. Well, that's a smart move. The problem is their car isn't doesn't have the sealant on it. I think that this might be able to. That's like a Land Rover or something. It right? is a Land Rover. You can see it on the, uh, yeah, you can see it on the steering wheel. I wonder if Alan Adler's ever uh, driven through flood water this deep before. We'll have to ask him when he's on in just a second. Did she just yell, we're in Florida, boys? Uh, it could be. I don't know where they are because I mean, maybe the video is flipped, but it looks to me like the driver's on the on the. Oh yeah, side, yeah. Right? The driver's on the wrong hand side for sure. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like some Australian behavior over there. No offense. It looks like something that uh, Alan Adler would do. Actually. Alan Adler. Alan Adler, Detroit bureau chief at Freight Waves. You ever drive through the streets of uh, the floods, the flooded streets of Detroit like that? <laughs> only, only by accident, not intentionally. <laughs> you know, but, uh, when you when you see the smoke and the car doesn't turn over and stuff, you've done a bad thing. Yeah. Really, yeah. 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 I, I hope you like, asked that me pretty about dangerous. TV There's some more water in there. That could have turned really bad really quick for this. I, I hope you asked me about TV editing, guys. That's what we, I want to do. We we will we'll get you there. We'll get you there. But we got to start out. We got to find out a little about Nicola. So we have followed Nicola for a while on this show. Um, we follow the whole Trevor Milton thing. We've been kind of haters, but it's changed a little bit this year. We've gotten more curious and we're because we're starting to see deliveries, right? We saw Covenant had one of them. We went down there and drove in one. We just had the Port of Baltimore on. They were talking about how they got their Nicola. I know uh, Houston got some Nicolas. So they're actually out there getting delivered. So we want to catch up on the state of the company. What is going on with Nicola right now, Alan? Well, they're generating revenue. Uh, we'll find out next week just how much in the second quarter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're in very slow ramp up mode. Uh, they had the same issues that most of the uh, uh, truck makers had in terms of getting parts and semiconductors and things like that. Uh, that slowed the sort of pre-production, if you will, for a while. Uh, so they actually put some trucks in customer hands that were not truly 100% complete, but they were safe to drive. Uh, now they're making the real deal. We were out there, oh, I guess, in May at the plant, and we saw the first 11 or 12, including that Covenant truck, um, you know, lined up ready for shipping. So we're still in the very early days. But yeah, they are actually making and selling battery electric vehicle trucks. And, uh, you know, they've had them in the ports. As you mentioned, they've had them starting to spread out across the country in ones and twos, not big orders yet. But I think the number this year that they hope to do is uh, about, I want to say 250 trucks or thereabouts. I might have that number off. I didn't look before I came on. But uh, but yeah, the idea is that, you know, things are starting to ease up a little bit on the supply side. And, uh, you know, we see, we're seeing that, you know, in the earnings for Volvo and for Packard the last few days, they are actually delivering a lot of trucks right now. And they're, you know, I think headline yesterday was, you know, for Packard was what recession, you know, they set records in the second quarter. So anyway, Nikola, um, you know, they're running a business and and they're also tied up in probably what's going to be one of the more uh, viewable trials and, and messes, thanks to founder Trevor Milton, who we have alternately loved and hated. Um, you have on this show and I don't know if I hate him and I don't hate him, but uh, we are we are waiting for the trial in September on fraud charges in, in New York. Um, we continue to get you know documents and write. We wrote last night on on the latest, which I won't bother you with the details. But basically, we're setting up for what looks like a pretty interesting trial. Um, you know, his defense appears to be, "I got bad advice, and you shouldn't hold me accountable for the bad advice I got." Um, yeah. I don't know how that square. <laughs> I don't know how that squares with all the things he said back then. But you know, I don't know either. I, well, he was such a character. I mean, that's kind of like the only thing I really miss about him was like Trevor versus the trolls. Like this is a yeah. founder CEO of a company who had no problem saying he was out eloning, eloning, like inciting the, yeah. the Tesla yeah. fans and yeah. going on Instagram and just starting trouble with people. He was like this this big rebel rouser. Like we asked Rachel 
what freight true crime doc we would want to see, like Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Kershaw Slink, that's that's interesting. Uh, it's a little new. We need more information. But this Nicholas story, the Trevor Milton story, is fantastic. Well, I, we could yeah, be in that movie, got, too. It, well, you know, yeah. And, and the Wall Street Journal, actually, guys, is doing a podcast uh, on Nicola. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it starts, but um, it's uh, it's it's coming up pretty quick, I think. And I can't remember who their partner is, but I know the journal is involved. I, there is a Netflix movie in Nicola, and you'll probably see it, if not Netflix, you know, one of those places um, at, at some point. Um, let's get through the trial. You know, the other drama over there, and they continue to update it daily because they're yeah. still looking for votes. They're trying to raise the number of uh, what are called authorized shares in the company so that they can raise money. And they're now within, uh, I think, 25. I'm sorry, a quarter of a percent of votes is what they need. But that's still almost a million votes. And uh, that is going to be tricky. Uh, August 2nd is the next day, the next date. But I wrote last week that they can keep doing this as long as they want to to dig up these votes. They're paying a proxy solicitation firm, which basically goes out and begs people to cast their votes. Even if you sold your shares, if you were an authorized shareholder, you can vote on it. And, uh, and, and so they're, they're going, they're beating the bushes really trying to get those last few votes. What that does is if they get more authorized shares, then they can issue new shares. They can, you know, sell debt uh, and that kind of thing. And they need money because the business, as you pointed out at the top of the show is growing. I mean, you know, they, they're trying to scale up, and you can only do that if you have money. You're bringing in some revenue, but it's not enough to pay the bills, right? Well, that's what we wanted to know, I guess, yeah. to, to end on Nikola. Is this a company that can survive? Will they make it out of 2022 yeah. and into 2023? Yeah. Well, if you remember, we asked that question about 2020 and 2021, didn't we? Yeah, here. we sure did. They still are. <laughs> so I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rule them out. I think, to be honest with you, I think they've got a strong management team. I think they have got distraction upon distraction. Uh, whether it's this, uh, you know, share thing or whether it's the trial. Um, but, you know, this, the stock is is kind of sucking air like a lot of the electric uh, truck startup companies or electrification companies are. Uh, they can't get any traction right now. Maybe after the trial they will. Um, it's really hard to say. But I, I appreciate actually about them the fact that, as you said, they're delivering trucks. I mean, that's what yeah. they're really there for. Yeah. Make, yeah. And, and make and deliver trucks. And, and so they're doing it. Yeah, they're just going to have to bootstrap a bit more if they can't get this stock vote to go through their way, right? Well, that's why, you know, I wanted yeah, to throw yeah, some, some, yeah, we'll go into throw it, some shine Michael, on them, too, Alan. It's like they're getting it done. We hear from so many of these done. companies trying to get that's it right. done. But, like, who's delivering right now? It's it's Nikola. And, you know, because of that, you have to applaud them. They're, they're making this happen. There's a big crunch from carriers to service the ports. But... The interesting thing about it all is sort of like what Port of Baltimore told us. He was like, we don't know how many charging stations we need, or we don't know what we'll need to service these yet. We're like kind of in the pilot stage. The first step is bring one in here and see what the needs are and go from there. I feel like a lot of ports are, are there. So it's yeah. be a challenge for carriers yeah. to get compliant, especially if they want to buy new equipment to be compliant. Yeah, it is. And well, the infrastructure is there. I mean, the infrastructure piece, uh, Duna, really is a question of infrastructure mm-hmm. getting support. And California is putting a lot of money into it. Uh, you know, you're getting uh, big charging installations at, at Long Beach. Uh, you've got a startup called Watt EV that is building uh, really big charging outlets, and they're trying to do kind of a Pony Express of electric trucks. Fascinating company, really, um, started by guys who 
you know, looked at hydrogen first and then said, wait a minute, we think we could do an infrastructure play. Um, some of these small ports, I mean, one of the things that Nikola actually made money on last quarter was mobile chargers that they get from Tritium. These are 350 mm-hmm. kilowatt chargers split it into two and, you know, lease it or whatever until you decide what you're going to do about your infrastructure. Um, am I going to, you know, do the infrastructure? It should take me a year to get done. Uh, may as well lease this thing until that time. Or maybe I just am going to do one or two of these trucks and I'll just lease the uh, charger. So, you know, innovation comes in a lot of forms, right? And it doesn't always involve, you know, kind of big structure. Yeah. Well, Alan, before we let you go, stupid question of the day. If you could retroactively edit a TV show, what would you add or remove? Okay, so we just finished, my wife and I, 12 seasons of NYPD Blue. I'm not really sure how many changes I would make to that one, but I'm looking at uh, probably a couple seasons you could pull out of there that you don't really need. I mean, they, they introduce new characters, they establish characters, they do a great job of of establishing them, but there's really only one character. If you remember the show, Andy Sipowitz, who was uh, Dennis Francis' character, he's the constant, right? Everybody comes and goes. It's almost like watching a high school play where they put people on stage. You could probably lose four seasons there and not miss a thing. What about the redheaded dude, David Caruso or whatever? Wasn't yeah. he on NYPD Blue? Yeah. Two years and a couple of a couple of naked butt shots, right? I mean, that yeah, was and then he did that, that movie Jade, <laughs> and he kind of and it bombed. It was like the basic instinct ripoff Jade, and uh, with Linda Fiorentino and him, and it bombed. And then like you didn't really hear about it much anymore. There you go. No, right. not until CSI Miami for ten years. That's true, right? I know. So can't complain. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate your time. Uh, go check out Alan Adler on FreightWaves.com. Subscribe to his newsletter, Truck Talk, and. Uh, have a great day, Al. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, brother. I thought you know, he was going to pick out like a baseball game and like edit the score or something like that. Uh, oh, what, like a movie one? Yeah, well, I don't know. He's a big baseball guy. Yeah. So I thought yeah. he was going to go that he way. He didn't. A lot of people just want to delete episodes of these shows. I, that's what I'm saying. I See, I put Samuel L. Jackson in his principal building and Saved by the Bell. You know what? I don't want to delete Tive commercials. I love Tive commercials no, so I would much. Not this edit those this at Tive all. commercial I'm going to play, it doesn't really have anything to do with what we're going to talk to Krenhard about, but I just want to watch it anyway. So roll the tape. Yeah, they kick ass. I wonder if they're using Tive to monitor their shipments. Good question. Let's check it out. She just took it right off the iPad. No editing at all. Wow. So one continuous shot. Single continuous continue shot. No editing. I'm going to die for a second. Oh, no, really? But Tive can monitor and ensure your shipments arrive on time and in full. They're always so good. They're always so Because every shipment matters. <laughs> good thing there's no tip meter on that tithe, though. <laughs> that container you. was tipped for sure. I could have definitely could have, yeah, that, that movement there. It might jostle a few things. Uh, he might have got a notification over there. Hey, it's Connor Kobani. Uh, he is the founder and CEO over at Tive, and he's joining us today with a pretty big announcement about a new product they're putting out. So, a little cowbell for you. What's uh, what's going on in the world of Tive and you guys over there? Oh, it's great. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks for that commercial. That's pretty amazing huh? how we move that container. <laughs> Things are great. Uh, we're growing. You guys know we always are innovating new products. There's a lot more to come, but we're pretty excited about today, about the, the release of the Tive Tag. Yeah, it's very cool. So it reminds me of RFID and, and an advancement in RFID. So tell us about that tag. What is going on with this? It's flexible. 
It's also sustainable, right? It's got a, a pretty unique battery system with it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's right here. It's this one. Let me see. Do you see the type tag? Yeah, mm -hmm. I've used it a little bit. But it's very thin. It's super, super thin. You can see it. Oh, let me move it. <laughs> there we go. It's flexible. Um, you can attach it to, to a box, to different types of containers. But what's interesting, like you mentioned, RFID. RFID, NFC, if you just scan it, usually gives you an ID or like mm -hmm. a, something, just that it's there. What's unique about the type tag and the technology here is that it actually stores and captures temperature data. So you can take this. Um, it lasts for one year. I'll show you how the inside of it looks like. Why not? You can see the battery in here. It's pretty cool. There's a chip in there. <laughs> so that wow. stores like a year's worth of, uh, um, it can last for more than a year. So you take it, you stick it in a box and it starts using the phone. You start it and starts measuring temperature. It can store like 5,000 points and you can reuse this over and over again. You don't have to stick it somewhere. You can just use the, this is like on a packing slip or something. But what's wow. cool is got memory and measures temperature. And now what you can do is take the phone. Uh, I'm going to do a live demo. So this is crazy. I oh, hope wow. uh, right. live demo Very works. Cool. Okay. <laughs> We're going to see. So I'll just go to the Tive, Tive uh, app here. And you don't have to log in to read, which is cool. So you just click. Oh, man. Let's hope it works. <laughs> oh, there we go. I knew it. I knew it. That's always live demos are not. Uh, yeah, there we go. So that's How, it. There you cool. Look at that. Come on, where am right I? There. Not there. What am Just... I doing? <laughs> oh, there it is. Jeez. There it is. Oh yeah, I can see the map. So that's using there it is. so is that using NFC oh, or RFID tech you said? It's uh it's NFC and RFID in there, but uh on the phone it's using NFC. Sorry, man, my camera, but you no, can you see can the see temperature. It. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Data there. Yeah. So, no, that's so my the kids have these like, like amiibos, right? That use the NFC. They're very, they, they can be a little like you have to hit them like two or three times. They'll make like a clicky noise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. But this is cool because it can, like, the battery can last for a year and you can put it on a reusable plastic container. You can use it on a box. And imagine those cold chain box yeah. that you're, you reuse them over and over again. And you want to know temperature. You don't have to put a device every time or put a USB logger. You can just leave this in there for, Six months, nine months, and then you just start it, read it, start it, read it over and over and over again. So, and it's but, very cost effective. It's like half the price of the temperature logger. Because look at it, it's, it's paper. It's no, it's brilliant. Chip, it's, it's brilliant. I love that it's it's flexible and foldable and stickable. Well, and, and much more sustainable, right? I mean, it's it's paper and it's not a lithium ion battery that's in there. Is is my understanding when I was reading through it? Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, there's no lithium. I don't know the exact. I think it's. Uh, I, I forgot the exact. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, okay. Ingredients in there, but yeah, like zinc, aluminum. So, but I, it it doesn't have any lithium. Yeah, but it. it so you said it stores five thousand points, so it's not a live read only. It will store, and then you can get the history. Correct. It's not transmitting. There's no radio wow. or SIM card, but it stores five thousand points, which is four thousand eight hundred to be exact. But that's. Where do we wow. send people who are like, yeah, I need this. So this is obvious. Where where should they go? Oh, the pretty straightforward. I think you can Google Tive Tag, but also Tive.com slash tag, T-A-G, Tive Tag. It's pretty uh, easy to remember. It is easy <laughs> to remember. It's a good name, too, and it, it really describes it. Especially I can't, I can't wait it. to see the uh, yeah. commercial. Well, Brennard, <laughs> stupid question of the day. If you could, stupid question of the day. If you could retroactively edit a TV show, what would you add or remove? 
I just thought, because you were asking uh, Alan, right, this question, I was just thinking, what should I do? I, I was thinking of deleting series and episodes, uh, seasons and episodes, but I was thinking of Breaking Bad. I haven't finished, by the way. I have like one season left. Okay. But you know where uh, Walter takes care of the, the main guy? Mm-hmm. I was thinking Jesse Pinkman should do that, oh. not Walter. So kind of make him made to <laughs> bring him to like the next level. I would make him. Yes, bring that would be the place where I would bring Jesse to the next level. He deserves there it. You go. I need the to only finish. annoying maybe thing about rewatching that show is how often Walter White, especially in, there's maybe it's season three, he's really pissed at Jesse one of these seasons, like the whole season, and he just yells Jesse constantly throughout every single episode. He's on camera, like, Jesse. <laughs> I would remove that. I would just remove that's it. A good, yeah. That's a good one, man. You're uh, you you nailed it right there. It sounded like him. Quinter, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your uh, your time today. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. Good stuff. Well, meanwhile, that is awesome. Awesome stuff. What do we got happening here? Oh, I want you to look up at the person coming on the highway here in a pickup truck. Up near the horizon. In the upper right-hand corner. Yeah. I watched this twice before I saw this guy. What a nut job. Nice recovery by him, though. I think I think he just I think he dropped his peanuts and or his phone and picked it up and then uh, recovered brilliantly. You ever come in hot like that on the, uh, the highway? A little too hot? <laughs> yeah, too I hot have like before. Yeah, <laughs> and you've ended up on the other side. No, not that bad, but yes, <laughs> I have on the uh, the smaller the smaller roads. Well, good stuff there. All right, let's tip the band again, and we'll move on to the second half of the show. Do you remember what Von Moore from AIT said last time he was on the show? He said, bigger isn't better. Better is better. Whether it's new offices in India, expanded life science operations in Europe, or acquiring one of the best final mile providers in the U.S., AIT's exponential growth is driven by anticipating and responding to customer needs. Discover how they can help your business gain fast, streamlined access to new markets at, tell them, dude. Hey, go to AITWorldwide.com immediately after this show. All right, James Murphy, VP of Government Affairs over at Locomation, is with us now. Um, I know they're based in Pittsburgh. I wonder what he thinks of these odds. I don't know if he's a Steelers fan, but their odds of winning the Super Bowl are 90 to 1. 90 to 1, James. It's the Steelers. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, it really seems to be dominating the conversation in Pittsburgh these days is the uh, decision to rename the stadium has been the topic of discussion. Oh, what is Uh, the name now? It's not Heinz anymore. It is not Heinz Field. What is it? It can't be. No, it's like some insurance company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they had a big, uh, big ceremony the other day, uh, (laughs) lowering the bottles down from the stadium. And I think it was bittersweet. uh, And I think probably mixed emotions around town about the decision to name it. But uh, happy to be here today. And thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, we were just reading a blog that you had had written before we came on air, and one of the stats in there that really caught my eye was that it said the rate of depression is nine times greater in truck drivers than the rest of the population. Let's talk a little bit about that quality of life for drivers that you wrote about in this blog. Right. No, I'm glad that you picked up on that statistic, particularly. Uh, You know, that was one when I was researching for this blog that I was pretty flabbergasted when I came across it. Uh, I knew that there were issues amongst the truck driving population and largely a lot of the issues that are often discussed are around the physical health issues with uh, driving a truck. But a lot of time isn't really spent talking about some of the mental health uh, impacts of driving a truck and thinking about myself. I've had a CDL for 20 years at this point. I haven't driven a truck in a very long time, but just thinking about 
you know, the loneliness that you experience on the road as a driver, uh, whether that's long haul, regional or day route, but I think more applicable to over the road long haul and just kind of the mental toll that can have on the trucking community. And I think another really uh, kind of shocking statistic, too, is that the suicide rate amongst truck drivers is in the top five amongst all professions. So there really is a mental toll that takes place on the truck driving community. And, you know, they do so much for our country in terms of keeping our shelves stocked, making sure we have the goods that we need. And I don't think people spend enough time really thinking about what it actually means and how tough it can be to be a driver. Yeah, so James, connect the dots for for everybody out there. Now we're familiar with locomation. We talk to you guys a lot. Okay, so it's a, it's a driverless truck. How does that affect the driver? Obviously, there's no driver in it. Connect the dots. How is locomation improving the drivers, or how does it improve that quality of life to impact those in a positive way? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that's in the forefront of our mind as we're developing this technology. And what we're doing is a little bit different than some of the other autonomous truck companies out there. We're developing a two-truck linked convoy system that has a driver operating the lead truck just like they do today. And then the follow truck is operating and following autonomously while that driver is in the sleeper berth, uh, not using their hours of service. Periodically, they take turns leading the convoy and resting in the follower position. This allows that convoy to operate up to 22 hours continuously. And what this does for drivers, what people don't really realize and appreciate is kind of the stress and uncertainty around time that they may spend waiting for loads, the inefficiency of how loads are given to drivers, time spent at the dock, and kind of that adds to the stress of the job, which, you know, can impact the mental health. And in addition to developing this two-truck linked convoy system, we're also developing uh, the digital transportation system, which is proprietary software that actually is for route and load optimization to cut down on the wait times for drivers. So instead of sitting around waiting for loads and stressing out about are they going to be able to get to their destination in time, They'll be part of these two truck linked convoys that are using this freight optimization software to allow them to get their loads quicker, keep the wheels turning, and they're able to get to their destinations. And ultimately, they're able to get home to their families more frequently, which, as you know, loneliness and alone time on the road is one of the leading factors of some of these mental health issues that we're discussing here. So we really think it's a win-win for the drivers to be operating these linked convoys um, and ultimately I look at these as kind of the premium truck driver jobs that uh, drivers will want because it is going to be a better quality of life. There is going to be better at home time. Uh, And we think that that's really a big selling point of this technology is that it's going to make the drivers lives better. But what is that 500 relay model? That was something else I was reading there. And I'd like just some more details on it. How does that work? And what's the driver experience like inside one of those 500 relay uh, models? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of the experience of being in the model, the easiest way that I explain it is you look at it essentially as a team driver model as it exists today. But instead of taking your rest time in the same cab as your partner driving, you would be taking your rest time in that following truck. And to get to the point about the 500 mile relay. So look at this scenario of essentially what we're doing with our two truck link convoys, as well as our digital transportation system is that we've broken out the long haul segment of trucking from the local routes. So instead of the long haul routes as they're being run traditionally today, you would be running them in 500 mile relay intervals. And periodically, again, going back to the leader and follower taking turns, switching off, leading that convoy, resting, 
not using hours of service in that 500 mile relay convoy to keep those trucks moving 20 to 22 hours continuously. And when you talk about truck utilization as it exists today, I think trucks on average used anywhere from six and a half to seven hours a day. And the rest of the time they're spent sitting, idling, waiting for loads. But we're talking about here, those trucks are now going to be able to run 20 to 22 hours continuously. Uh, so that's, you know, great for great for the owners of the trucks. It's great for the drivers because the more the wheels are turning, the more money uh, is being made. Uh, so we really look at this as a win-win, not only for carriers and shippers, but the drivers as well. Yeah, so you've got that meet and greet type of thing that goes out, right? But now, now you're running it in half the time. So basically you're taking out those miles, those tweener loads that that drivers really hate and they can get home to their families. They can exercise, which I mean, exercise is part of mental health, right? Oh, absolutely. Undoubtedly. Uh, I mean, just the ability, um, you know, I was talking with our drivers just the other day and again, it's been a long time since I've driven a truck, but we all know that the options that are available to drivers when you're out on the road and we see it just traveling, um, you know, at rest stops is not great in terms of food and the ability to exercise. So, any amount that we are able to get drivers home more where they're able to either prepare their own meals, have more choices about the foods they want to eat, exercise more, do things with their family to improve the time and quality that they get with their family, I think will pay dividends not only for the physical health of drivers, but mental health as well. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely well, where do people get more information about this if they want to learn uh, about this model? They want to drive with this model. They want to use trucks within it. Uh, where do we send them to? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. So they can head on over to Locomation AI, uh, and on our website, you'll find a bunch of material, uh, including the blog post uh, around driver quality of life, but also some explainers about what we're doing and what we hope to accomplish and how it benefits drivers. Uh, and yeah, so head on over to locomation.ai. Well, hey, James, thank you very much for coming on the show today. By the way, do you want to answer our stupid question? It was, if you could retroactively edit a TV show, what would you add or remove? You know, I hope it hasn't been said here yet, but the obvious answer is uh, the Seinfeld finale. Um, yeah. You know, a, a strong, strong show, and they, I don't know what happened at the end, but... Uh, you know, if we could build a time machine similar to what's on uh, Michael's hat and head back in time, I'd head back and um, <laughs> make a change to the finale there. Well, James, thank you very much. That was that was a great choice. It, it really was. They mailed that in. Yeah, <laughs> they mailed it. in. No Take care. <laughs> they did. They did. I appreciated everything up to that. But thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Right on. Sweet. Yeah, I Thanks, mean, he James. might have had. The, what was your what is your pick, by the way? I, I well, I had the two. I, I Pesci, I think, should have just rolled yeah. as you know, like Goodfellas type that, style in Home Alone. It would have that's been a hilarious. Movie. That's a right? movie. I know, I understand that. I said if we were going movies, I would have yeah. done that. But I'd have put Samuel L. Jackson in his principal building and saved by the bell. Just to, just taking him out and inserting that's him. That's not just like delete. Uh, like what's well, editing? You said I could edit. Yeah. Right, I mean, I would, everybody else went with delete. I'm not delete. I'm editing. I would take Boba Fett out of the book of Boba Fett and just make it like a million Mandalorian. Just take show. it out. Okay. Just do All what right. they did to make right. it. Good I thought I could edit and throw something back in. Okay. Hey, look who's in the bullpen. It's back to Truck Ups Rooster. <laughs> hey, boss. What's going on? <laughs> there he goes, man. I need your uh, expertise on driving in Asia on this one here. Let's show Rooster a clip. Huh? How did that happen, Rooster? <laughs> uh, one, I'm not an expert driving in Asia, but I hope that's not an autonomous car they have testing out that way. I don't know what that uh, is. I don't even you know. 
you know, with the the overcrowding in Asia, you know, that might be some vertical parking they're trying to test out, you know? <laughs> could, could vertical be. parking. Could be. <laughs> that I saw there. How's the day treating you so far? Is that This week is... um. It's been intense in trucking, right? And it seemed like back when you think about what happened in San, in San Antonio, like the news just started getting really serious with AB5 and protests. And um, this week, it seems to have maybe cooled down a little bit. What, what's going on in Oakland? Well, it looks like Oakland is actually starting to, to calm off. You know, uh, starting last week, we had the, the big protests starting off of California, dealing with AB5, uh, you know, long beach in la they had their three-day protest and you know starting last monday they was going to move it up to oakland well originally it was just going to be monday to wednesday then when the drivers look like they weren't getting any attention from the ports ports were downplaying it they're saying oh it's you know we're going to run this all week and when we got to friday there was starting to be some big traction with the law enforcement port and port authorities like uh we're not going to have this next Monday. You guys are going to come back to work. We're going to start, you know, arresting people and towing trucks. So over the weekend, they brought in a bunch of concrete K rails, plastic barriers, started mm-hmm. uh, setting up free speech zones and, uh, you know, s- stuff like that. Getting, getting real. Uh, I don't want to say a uh, Berkeley esque, but, you know, uh, starting to use some of those tactics to try to downplay stuff, crowd of, drivers you know so uh, a lot of the drivers they stayed home monday stayed on tuesday you know kind of weighing their options you know a week without works a lot of money not mm-hmm. to be put in the, the bank and you got bills to pay and you know so it's kind of like it's kind of winding down you know uh some of them are talking about like going up to up to sacramento to the governor's mansion you know trying to protest up there but i i, I see it's kind of like winding down does it, does this, uh, has it, I mean, does it just kind of die out completely and they just accept this or you think there's any hope to reverse this at all? Or is that just, they're done cause they can't protest. There's no other avenues. Well, personally, uh, I, I kind of see this as a done deal. You know, Gavin Newsom went out there and said, you know, he's not going to do anything about it. He, you know, even though they, they're picking on him about giving his buddy Willie Brown, you know, the f- former governor, his mentor, a, a uh, carve out for the freelance writers, you know, so he can keep his, his nice little gig, but it's, it, there's too much traction between the AFL CIO unions wanting to get all these drivers unionized to help their little, their budget, you know, uh, the, uh, Miss Gonzalez that authored the bill, you know, she was a big union uh, advocate and she went into legislature just long enough to get, you know, AB5 wrote out passed and get it through the courts. And, you know, right when mm-hmm. the Solicitor General said, uh, you know, for the Supreme Court not to hear it, she resigned from the legislator. I believe it was January 3rd or January 8th. And, you know, guess what? She's in a leadership position with AF- AFL-CIO. And uh, my question is, is she going to get any kind of bonus payment for uh, additional union memberships coming in? Well, I imagine she probably will, but next topic, let's go over to this one. EVs and trucking. We started the show out talking about Nicolos and things like that. Where do you see, you've, you've driven trucks for many years. Where do you see the place for EVs in trucking, uh, Rooster? Personally, uh, like real short haul, local, uh, city work, uh, 
talking about the ports. Ports be great for it. You know, you can yeah. bring some of them in and, you know, use them during a shift, uh, charge them up during the next shift, you know, kind of cycle them in and out. Uh, OTR, you know, we got this whole uh, issue about having to, you know, getting all the hyperchargers set up. That way you don't take three hours to charge a truck. You know, you need to have these guys, you know, basically powered up and going in a, inside of a 30 minute break. Yeah. Uh, the whole Nicholas situation, I, you know, I'm kind of hoping it's going to go in the same direction as uh, Slink IO is now. You know, they got the figurehead out of the way where they can actually focus on the company and get everything going. You know, Wait, you're pretty confident. You know, hold on a second. Why yeah, are you so confident in Slink's board of turning this around? Yeah, I don't when either. Slink's <laughs> board sat inactive on their hands for two months, Rooster. Uh, basically their hands were tied, you know, uh, according to what I could find out, you know, Kircher had, had basically had the keys to the castle. Uh, mm. they didn't know how much money they actually had in the bank and, you know, he wasn't telling them anything other than, you know, what they wanted to hear, but you gotta give it to the guys. They went through what, two, three months now working, you know, just cause they're passionate about the company and they want to see it, go, see it lift up and take off you know my hat's off to them for that so you know if i wouldn't personally you know if there was a, a month behind on my pay i wouldn't be there but here they are what no, three months no. and a lot of them are still sitting there you know you got hats off to those guys that's a, Bruce, that's a good answer and it's sort of like we want to separate it's not necessarily like it's more trevor milton hate for like when we're talking about nicola it's not necessarily, yeah i mean there's probably no, some bad apples in that nicola. that were hiding information and working with trevor milton but in general the employees who believed in the mission behind the company the employees who believed in the mission yeah. behind the slings of the world it's not their fault that their boss was completely corrupt right i mean yeah. it, it's it's just not it's cool to see that yeah. they have a passion for the mission and you know rooster you, you said it right there i think it's very smart that these BEV truck companies have gotten out of like marketing all their stuff is over the road and instead are doing the smart thing and going to the beverage companies and going to the ports and getting EVs where they actually, you know, can make sense right now. I mean, yeah, you know, they're coming out of the, coming back into the reality from the fantasy of what they plan to have. You know, they, <laughs> they don't have the electrical infrastructure yet to go nationwide, go long haul with these trucks. You know, I mean, take the California situation. Uh, uh, PG&E does not have the electrical infrastructure to handle the voltage mm -hmm. that all these trucks are going to have when during the summer the power lines go to melting and start forest fires. I mean, you know, look at that a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, they still they also have to figure out how to get that nineteen thousand a pound battery a little bit lighter because you're losing half your payload <laughs> with, with that type of stuff. How about the safe driver apprentice uh, pro pilot program that's going on? What's your take on that? Teenage truckers from Mars, Rooster. Yeah. Oh, God. Straight out of high school driver's ed, right behind the wheel of an 18,000-pound <laughs> tractor trailer. This is not going to end well, I don't think. You I mean, you're giving, you're giving the, the kinetic force of 100 pounds of dynamite to a kid straight out of, you know, his driver's ed. I don't like this at all. Now, I, I'm going to get yelled at because, you know, there's a lot of kids out there that are working on the farms that are driving trucks, you know, back to from the field to the farm. Over the road's a hell of a lot different than, you know, running down your county road with your grandpa's 1968 farm truck. You know, it's it's a whole different ball ballgame. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how long this goes. Uh I feel want to feel bad for the kid the first time they have an accident and they get nailed for a nuclear verdict. I mean, it's not going to 
not going to end well, but you know, kind of like the, the, the meme I made, uh, let's, let's see how big of the whale shark we get out of the mega carriers when they start signing up themselves, see how many, uh, how many uh, positions they want to allocate to this program. Yeah. I don't know. How do you, like, I'm not, I don't know. You're going to serve the army at 18. Plenty well, of I, I, I don't know. I'm well, not entirely I, against it, but I think that you need the program. Well, I wasn't entirely against it until you started just, just talking yeah, I mean, about it right now. Cause my, my thought, my thought process was that they actually had, they could do it interstate or intrastate right now. Currently they can, right? No, no, yeah. no, no. It in state. You can't run I thought, No, intrastate. Uh, they could do it intr- already. But interstate is uh, what's being added. Yes. Yeah. Okay, interstate, so if you can drive usually, around 75 across Ohio, why can't you? Yeah. No, yeah, but, they, but you're, you know what these make carriers are going to do. They're going to stick these kids in a cab. They're going to run them Atlanta oh, yeah, to yeah, L.A. Yeah. and back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Come on. Yeah, they're going to get the, the crappy out loads. Of here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're going to get the crappy loads. Well, speaking of, of dumb ideas, how about this dumb Web3 idea? Show this one up here. So Tasha, Tasha Labs, they're really trying to promote like Web3, and she put out this, <laughs> this long tweet thread about 35 industries that could benefit from Web3. I didn't make it past the first one because this was the first one. I thought it was so absurd. Instead of having large distribution centers use decentralized mini warehouses in your backyard is what she's suggesting for storage and drivers pick up merchandise from closest storage location delivery fees paid and warehouse tokens are earned by warehouse owners which again are homeowners putting skews in their amazon skews in their, how much of a nightmare a logistical nightmare would this be for drivers to pick up from residential areas all over the place <laughs> i don't think i mean they already got <laughs> hey they got amazon lockers out in the middle of the cornfields out here man come on yeah uh, but using your Firstly, house as a we're using home as a warehouse no. in payment of tokens, that's a lot different than a centralized my, my, warehouse. Here's my. the question is what here's the question. Are we talking NFT tokens? Are we talking Amazon books? <laughs> what are we talking about here? No, these are some like these are like a like a bit like a blockchain token, like a coin, like you're gonna get paid in this stuff. Well you can already solve Bitcoin? this, you can pay people in USD. <laughs> You pay me in USD if you want to put crap in my backyard. Exactly. Shoot. Also, the quality uh, no, of goods, no, like if no, suddenly no, Amazon no, has no. a brand to maintain, if suddenly it's like, wait, all we my goods are random people's backyards. We don't need enough more, more tokens. My HOA is no. not going to allow this. Yeah. My PS5 is My HOA is not going to allow backyard? me to, to store <laughs> Amazon uh, inventory in my backyard. I'm not, not going to Okay, yeah, here yeah, is yeah, the... Yeah, 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 HOA will if they get paid for it. Hey, we have a we have to give a tribute right now, Rooster. We have to give a tribute to a uh, a well-worn snack of the road of the 7-Elevens out there. Freightwaves TV team put together this tape. Let's roll it. You didn't do a thing wrong. I know it's cliche. It wasn't you. It was me. That's all there is to it. Right this second. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, John. 1983 to 2022. Sad big as a driver rooster, do you like to grab yourself a Choco Taco? Uh, every once in a while, you know, uh <laughs> no Choco Tacos, little Reese Cup ice cream, stuff like that. But you know, there is always hope. I mean, 2013, look what happened with hostess and the Twinkie. Yeah. You know, every, the, you know uh, we had the apocalypse, you know, when the 
Post has gotten a little bit of trouble, and, you know, they did bring back the Twinkie, so there is hope for the Choco Taco. Well, what about, like, let's not even leave the Mexican genre. What about Taco Bell getting rid of Mexican pizza? But the fans made it come back. We made enough of a stink that they have brought Mexican pizza back where it belongs in the mouth of each and every one of you. What the Truck listeners in the mouth of Rooster and all of our guests today. Rooster, thank you so much for joining us. Check out the Back the Truck Up podcast. Check out the backthetruckup.com newsletter. Go there. Subscribe. Uh, find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Don't be a stranger and tell him how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere.